everybody, welcome back into another episode of Figuring It Out with Austin and Spencer. My name's Austin, and we are so psyched that you've joined us for this very special episode of Figuring <laughs> It Out with Austin and Spencer, as tonight is the big night of the presidential debate. Man, I cannot wait. <laughs> are you going to watch it? Oh, you know it. I'm going to grab myself a big tub of popcorn. <laughs> just, I'll be very entertained. And just plop down on the couch. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's, uh, that's the only way to do it. Or throw a watch party. I know some people here at school uh, like to have watch parties for it. So wow. That's a cool... Let's get pretty rowdy. <laughs> it can be sometimes. I don't know. I've it... never been to one. I don't. I usually... I'm When I'm at school, I'm kind of a recluse. I stay, I sit, I stay in my room. And I work on homework, and I watch football, watch sports, watch the debate, and try to multitask because I have a you, lot of stuff to do. <laughs> you, what you should do is you should go to um, go to the debate watch party, and if like people start cheering for one side, but you just cheer for the moderator. <laughs> like anytime he asks a question, like, yeah, that's a great question. Or what was the one guy last like four years ago? The guy in the red spe- sweater. Ken Bone. Oh, everybody, Ken Bone. Everybody was cheering for him. I was just like, you know, <laughs> and I, I looked it up. Actually, it was funny. I looked it up. The red sweater that he wore, it was like, I don't know. It was like, I think 30 or 40 bucks. Usually and people grabbed it and resold it for like a hundred bucks. My goodness. <laughs> I was like, I almost wanted to buy it, <laughs> but I was like, no, 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 I won't do that. No. <laughs> Turns out Ken Bone is like kind of a creep. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you could you can pull I mean, anyone can pull anything on the internet yeah. these days, but that's <laughs> that's it ruined Ken Bone. Ah, poor guy. It was but that's what kind of livened the debates up, you know. I guess last oh, yeah. time. So, hopefully there will be I don't know. No more interruptions this time from the audience. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, no audience is there because of COVID. Everything that's happening with COVID. Yeah. So, so it's not going to happen. <laughs> But uh, you were saying before we, we started recording here that you actually have jury duty coming up, right? Yeah. yeah. As soon as I move down to Florida, I get jury duty <laughs> right away. I've never been on jury duty, so I think that's because I'm still a student, but I don't know. I've heard horror stories about it, though. <laughs> horror stories? Yeah. Like, not, oh, not no. horror stories, horror stories, but, like, you're stuck in the, the room all day. People just keep dragging yeah. out the, the jury. The other members of the jury keep dragging stuff out. And <laughs> it's like, I know people, like, I know one of my professors had jury duty last semester, and he's like, they would not agree. I just wanted to leave and oh, go no. home. <laughs> I'm kind of, like, looking forward to it. Like, just to say that I did it. Um, and I was talking with some friends, and they're like, well, what if it goes on for, like, a week? But it's like uh, the Scranton Strangler, and then <laughs> and then I'm like Toby, always talking about yeah, exactly. it and writing a novel about it. Hey, remember remember that that court case? Yeah, I was I was on the jury duty for it. I was on jury duty for it. <laughs> the Flenderson Files. Yeah, the... <laughs> for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, just watch The Office. It's a great show. <laughs> yeah. But um, so you're actually looking forward to it? Are you just looking forward to? I like I don't know the anticipation of it like you don't know what to expect no I'm not like excited like about like it but I'm looking forward to just being able to say that I did jury duty mm-hmm. okay. like almost as like it's my uh, patriotic duty you know uh, okay because I know like there's ways to get out of it mm-hmm. and like I know there's like they gave me like a list of excuses like if I was pregnant or something like that <laughs> which you're clearly but... not <laughs> <laughs> 
hard to tell. But um, <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. I'm looking forward to when, it. When, it'll be a, it'll be an interesting experience. When is it for you? So it's actually on voting day. Oh, no, November third. So that'll be uh, I'll be very patriotic that day. Very American. You will very very American. And that's actually <laughs> funny that you bring that up because that is kind of what we're talking about uh, today on figuring it out. Is what about voting? There's a lot of different uh, people get a lot of different opinions about it. People get very intense and heated about voting, and some people you don't say. <laughs> yeah, people say, and then there are some people that just say, "I'm not going to do it at all because I can't stand either of the candidates. I can't stand the people in it. I can't stand the two party system." So we are just trying to figure out how do Christians respond to voting? Like, should we vote? Is it, is there something about it in scripture? What is the biblical thing about voting? Yeah. It's like, what's like, what's the answer? I've been like struggling with that the past couple of weeks, mm-hmm. like especially watching the first debate. Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh goodness. Yeah. Cause I didn't vote in the last election. Okay, you did. Yeah, uh, I, didn't I was, I wasn't old enough to vote yeah. in the last election. Okay. I'm, I'm 21. I'm 21 now. Uh, at this point in my life, but um, I was I was 17. Uh, my birthday's in July, so I was 17 when I graduated high school, and so when voting rolled around in 2016, I was still 17. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I so I had I was didn't care enough, mm-hmm. and I was also out of state, mm-hmm. like out of my home state, so I was too lazy to do the absentee ballot thing, <laughs> and I just completely missed the deadline. I was like, eh, whatever, mm-hmm. and. But now I have like an opportunity, like I'm, I just like can go down to the, down the road to like the voting center or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, even though I hate politics, yeah. I'm like not like invested in it or anything. Mm-hmm. I watched the first debate, like thinking like, all right, I got to figure out like, who should I vote for? And I came away from it and I was like, I oh no goodness, idea. I'm in some trouble. <laughs> I was like, Kanye West is looking really good right Kanye now. West. <laughs> He didn't he drop out like he was voting or he was running, but then he dropped out, right? I think he's still he's still running oh, wow. for the birthday party. Um, no way! And yeah, that's what it's called. Oh my and, goodness! But he's he missed the deadline on a lot of ballots, so I don't think he's on Florida's ballot. Okay, okay. Well, but you can still write him in. Like I think my top options right now, I think are either that or I was gonna write in you. <laughs> Austin Slade, um, President so, 2020. You're so kind. You're so kind. <laughs> but it's just, it's it's difficult waters to navigate. And I think it's important, especially for, for those of, of us trying to understand what to make, how to blend Christianity with what's going on around us today. It's definitely an, an important conversation to have. And I don't think, I don't know, for me, voting, like not voting, just because you don't like the candidates, I don't think that's that's the best option, right? I think it's, I mean, it, it is our, we have the right to vote, right? But it's not, it's not a biblical mandate. There's nothing in scripture that talks about voting specifically, right? And uh, there, but there is numerous passages in scripture that talk about um, doing good for the city that you're dwelling in. Also, um, adhering to the government. The authority placed above you, specifically talking about the the federal government. And I think it's an important distinction to make that, hey, though voting isn't talked about specifically in Scripture, though there isn't a political party grounded directly out of Scripture, 
there are candidates and there are parties that like scripture does align more with and that's different for everybody right if there is no i mean that's different there's different that's different for a lot of people right there's there's not just like there's not one set in stone scriptural party and we can vote for that yeah i think that's true so pastor matthew always says um that we don't look towards an elephant we don't look towards a donkey we look to the lamb which i think that's like such a great saying yeah like in this time and that's the important distinction to remember right because as christians we are not looking to a particular candidate or a particular party to save america right and i think it's easy for all of us to get kind of wrapped up in that thinking that man if this person gets in office then America will be restored to its former glory, right? But as Christians, we that doesn't work for us because man is imperfect, right? Everybody's imperfect. Everybody's fault-filled, sin-stained, broken, and everybody leads whether you're in the church or not, whether you're in politics, everybody lets their brokenness affect how they lead, right? There's only one person who's ever existed that hasn't done that, right? That's led out of absolute perfection, absolute truth and justice and mercy. And that's Jesus Christ. And he's the one, he's the head over our church. He's the head over um, all of creation. But he also is the, I guess you could say ruler, the the person put in authority over the, the body that we call the church. And it's important to remember that like our devotion as Christians is to Christ first and foremost, right? Our devotion is to to actually do what he commanded, to, to keep his commandments. Um, Jesus said in, in John 14, if you love me, keep my commandments, right? And what was he specifically talking about? He was talking about the, the commandments that were fresh in the disciples' minds, uh, i.e. the greatest commandment, love, your, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And that is our responsibility as Christians, right? It's not to associate it's not to associate with the right party so to speak but it's to fulfill that greatest commandment and to look to jesus as our head first and foremost yeah you brought up a lot of great points right there um first off like (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) Uh, first off first off like the p like we need to have peace like we we don't need to be worried thinking you know if one way like wins and that you don't agree with like, you're like, oh, no, this is it. Like, being all worried, uh, getting all frantic, you know, acting like it's the end of the world. Because, like you said, like, God is ultimately in control. Like, over everything. He created this world. He created this government. Like, he's in control. So we don't need to worry. And so I think a lot of people, even even Christians, like, even myself after that... Um, after that debate, it's like, oh man, like things are things are going to crap. Um, <laughs> but like we all have like a little fear, but we need to just have like peace and like settle down. Like no, you know, if the way that you're hoping for doesn't go, like it's okay. Like God's in control; it's part of His will. Um, and then another thing that you're saying is kind of like you know we're putting God's command first and foremost. So. We're still supposed to honor our government no matter what, no matter who's in charge. We're supposed to honor that person. Now, if they're saying, like, 
rules that go against God. Like if they're commanding you to do something that's against God, then like God, God is number one. So you, you obey to God, but God calls us to be obedient to like our leaders, to our elders. Um, and so we need to follow them. Um, but obviously keeping God first, a good example is, uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Hmm. Yeah. Is when they were, I don't know. Was that King Nebuchadnezzar? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So everyone was supposed to bow down. I don't remember exactly. But everyone was supposed to bow down to him mm-hmm. or to some yeah. some idol. Everybody. So he, the the King Nebuchadnezzar. So Israel had been exiled to Babylon, and the Babylonian King Nebuchadnezzar erected this huge statue, this huge golden statue of himself, and he commanded the people to bow down to that statue and worship it, and. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, no, we're not going to do that. We, we bow down to God. And he said, uh, well, people went reported to King Nebuchadnezzar. He said, bring him here. And he said, you bow down to that statue or you're getting thrown in the furnace. And they said, we're not going to do it. We would rather die and stay true and faithful to our God, Yahweh, the God of the Old Testament, the God of the New Testament, uh, the God who still rules and reigns today. We'd rather stay faithful to him than to bow down and worship. And ultimately, they were thrown in the fire, and God protected them for that. God protected them for their faithfulness to him. That's exactly right. Um, That's a great example of how seeking the kingdom first, seeking God first, um, makes everything else. Like God, God even says in the New Testament that if we seek first the kingdom, he's going to take care of the rest, right? We're not gonna. We're not gonna go hungry. We're not gonna go thirsty. He's going to provide for us, right? And that's important to remember because that is something that a a political party or a particular candidate cannot provide, right? A political candidate or a political party cannot provide lasting peace. They can only <laughs> take stabs at solutions to societal problems, right? And the way I see it is every political party is focused on the end. They have the same end in mind, right? That's peace. That's equality. That's justice. That's you name it. You fill in the blank. Economic success. It's just the means of how to get there, right? And if we get so caught up in the means, we forget that, hey, somebody's already provided a way for peace, right? And that's Jesus. And Yeah, it's almost like we're looking to our leader is like, He's in he's in charge yeah. and like he's in command, almost like putting him at like a godlike level. And that's not what we're saying. Yeah. And ultimately that I mean, you think how many how many times in your life, Spencer, you, you can answer this if you want. In my life, there's a lot of times where I've thought to myself, Hey, if this happens, I don't know what I'm gonna do. And then it happens. But then ultimately I end up being okay, right? Yeah, it's the same. We've all we've all had that. And it's the same thing with the uh, with I feel with elections, because I remember last election going on Instagram and social media and seeing all like so many posts about how uh, because uh, Donald Trump won the previous election, how America was going to it was going to blow up. Right. (laughs) But I mean, thankfully. America is still standing, even after a virus. Um, 
And it's, it's because of God's good hand, no matter who's in office, no matter if Donald Trump is in office, no matter if another candidate was in office for the past four years. I, God has been faithful to his people in America. God has been faithful to the church in America. And God has, has sustained the country, right? Well, I think with that, even, even if things go to crap, like, God's still with us. Like, yeah. that's the thing. Like, nothing is going to be great. You know, maybe everything is going to crap, but we have to like be at peace knowing God is still in control. Yeah, he's still. Yeah, this isn't (laughs) I heard somebody once describe it like God isn't sitting up on the throne like, oh, boy, that happened. I had no idea. (laughs) Like that person won the election. What a shock. Like he's checking in on CNN News. Yeah, what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? No. Like God, God is the. And I, I love the way Dallas Willard puts it in the Divine Conspiracy. He said God is the smartest being in the universe. He goes. Sometimes we look at the life of Jesus and we think, oh, he Jesus was kind of. We we downplay his intelligence, right? Jesus was so focused on loving others and serving others that he wasn't really that smart. Jesus was so smart. He is the smartest person in the universe, right? Like, and nothing took him by surprise. He knew exactly, like, even thinking to, like, the time when Lazarus passed away, right? In the New Testament, Lazarus died, and it was so painful for him. Jesus wept, and he, like, mourned deeply. But Jesus didn't say, what a shock, right? Jesus said, hey, God's got a plan. God's working it out. He will turn this for his glory. It hurts, yes, but God's got a plan. God's working it out. God is still in control. And that's what the church, uh, we as the church need to remember going into this election, that no matter what the outcome happens, that God is still in control, God is still sovereign, God is still on the throne, and that if our hope and trust is in him, we have nothing to fear, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Who who should you vote for? I mean, I don't know, and we're not going to tell you to vote one way or the other. I don't think either of us really know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, it's not our place. It's not our place to no, tell you no. to vote one way or the other, um, because honestly, the church is a separate entity, right? Uh, I know I'm taking. I, I may have said this on the podcast earlier, but uh, I'm taking a class on John Milton right now, and he he was alive in 17th century England so around the time the king james bible was published and he believed heavily in the separation of church and state right he wrote a whole work saying that the church needs to be separate from the state and uh i i think that's important to remember that the church and the state are two separate entities right while christians are involved to go out and be involved in in politics and be involved in in social justice initiatives the church and the state aren't one and the same, right? Because the government is, yes, God instituted government to keep man in check, but God instituted the church so that man could find rest for his soul, right? To find relief. And you're not going to find rest for your soul in the government. You're not going to find rest for your soul in the state legislation or anything like that. So it's important to remember that... (laughs) If there is no right person, not right or wrong person to vote for, like if you vote for a particular candidate, God's not going to smite you down. Uh, <laughs> God's not going to send a lightning bolt out of heaven and smite you for that. Nah. But it is important to be educated about the different beliefs of the parties, the different, uh, the different candidates' beliefs, and that is where the Christian responsibility comes in, right? 
God calls us to to be to be studious. God calls us to be knowledgeable and wise, not to just kind of take stabs in the dark, right? So that's really the big thrust of of the election is not so much what candidate should I vote for, but how much research can I do to come to the conclusion that okay, I can reconcile this belief with this party with scripture, with at closest aligning with scripture, that is. Mm-hmm. And especially like local elections, like the local elections, like go vote because that's that impacts your community. Um, and so I think I, I think that's very important to educate yourself on too, like locally who's running. Um, but overall, yeah, I don't I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it, well, <laughs> it, it, it's super important to be involved in local elections because that affects your immediate area of living. <laughs> Like yeah. you can't you can't say that oh I'm I'm really passionate about politics but not care about like the the society right or even the kid like say you're passionate about the care about the community yeah exactly and as as Christians we're called to take the light of Christ into the darkness of the world right and being involved in the community and different community events different like voting opportunities like that's so important that's a way you can show christ in in your community in your immediate context right and that's like that's what god calls us to do is he calls us to be a light everywhere not just staying in the church not just closing the doors and saying hey we're going to keep evil out but hey taking the light of jesus into the community so i i completely agree with that yeah go vote (laughs) yeah go vote but hey, thank you guys so much for uh, tuning in to another episode of Figuring It Out. Hey, let us know what uh, what what your thoughts are about this episode. If you agree, if you disagree, if there's something we hit on uh, that that was really good, something that maybe we didn't touch on as well. Uh, like I said, we're just trying to figure out life with you guys, so we want to hear from you, and you can let us know that at uh, the email address the weekday all one word at bayhope.com. That's the weekday at bayhope.com. But until next time, uh, we'll see you guys later. See you guys.